Another week, another supercast. Welcome to Super Ultimate Podcast Extreme Remix Episode 4 Live Edition here in Living Color. Or if you put on your black and white filter, we can be completely not in Living Color. But I am Zach, Ghost Robo, on the attack, avoiding Twitter like it's some sort of bad mouth plaque. Mm. Uh, and I'm joined by <laughs> the biggest supporter of Pea Soup. <laughs> This side of the uh, the Mosaic River, Gabe Volatile Gabe. My screen is so gross. It's really just a very ugly green, and uh, it's really it's really it's kind of in, like it's it's mysterious. Here, if we're gonna be honest, Zachary, let's have a little bit of real talk, right? When yeah. you, when you asked, hey, at what time should we get started, like setting up? And I said I right. said at five, right? I thought you meant five p.m. I thought we were doing it at 6 p.m. my time. <laughs> we're not doing it. At, well, we're not doing it. At, I, I It slipped my mind. I, for In my mind, I, I said, I'm going to go to sleep. I played Hitman all night, Zach. That's the thing I did. So yeah. I, I, I on my in my mind, I had an hour. We were good. But, I drove 12 hours to make it in time for this podcast. <sighs> yeah. And people were complaining. I drove. And people, I see people in chat saying about the three minutes late. They, guys, we know. Uh, we we wanted this to look a lot better than it does. I didn't want this green thing behind me, but yeah, it's what we got for now. Look, the the better the better you are at being late, mm -hmm. the better your life is. Your, your your life must be amazing. It's really good. I've never met anybody as good as being late as you. Okay, so like when I go to the airport, yeah. I feel great when I walk into the airport. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I get stopped in security because I always either have protein powder or a laptop or a console or a microphone, or sometimes I accidentally bring a knife. <laughs> yeah. And I it was next. Yeah. And so I get stopped and I hear over the loudspeaker, like, uh, you know, passenger Zach, blah, blah, blah. Please report to the gate. You have two minutes. I'm like, right on time, baby. I go up, I get my water. I get my, get my, you know, maybe, maybe some, uh, some snacks. Probably not though. Cause you're probably not very healthy. Yeah. And then I just, I'm, I like to be the last person on the plane. Hmm. Cause the worst thing is to sit on a, a, a stuffy plane with sick people or coughing people or crying babies before you have yeah, but, any. So but, I, but then the problem is you might miss the plane. I've only missed one flight in my life. And that was because no two, one because I overslept and one because I didn't really want to make it. Yeah. But you, one of those chances, right? Like one of those times where you're the last person on the plane by two minutes, you're going to be those two minutes late and the plane's leaving without you. It hasn't happened yet. And I've traveled at least yeah. like 50 times in the last it, couple it, of years. It, it'll happen. Okay. Well, what else will happen, Gabe, is that we will talk about the division. We will talk about Hitman. We will talk about my secret game. That's better than both of those. Probably not. We'll talk about probably Gabe, Gabe, when have I let you down with secret games? Many times. Zero times. Quantum Break. Evolve. No, 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 no. Battleborn. No, Super Mario Brothers. Duck Hunt. One of your secret games was Wrestling. also the black box game where you're like a little box or 3DS. Box Boy is, is amazing. Okay. Do you remember our conversations about Box I Boy? I do remember the conversation about 
Fox Boy. Are you trying to read the chat? Well, somebody said that there's a delay, that there's lag. I don't know what's happening. Audio sync. We're all good. Are you sure we're all good? I mean, maybe the delay I have, I could take off the delay. No, well, I don't think it's the fact that we're delayed that's the issue. I think there's a delay between me and you. Oh. All right. Well, we're going to do some uh, – we're gonna, since See, this is live. Yeah, this – you know, this is the part that, that I was very nervous about it being live. Oh, I, I, I understand the issue. I'll fix it right now. Okay. Do you really understand the issue? Yes, it's it's fixed. Bam. It's, they called hi. me the engineer. We're fixed. The engineer. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait to talk about him, man. I love him, man. Did you kill an engineer? Uh, sort of. I posed as an engineer, a, a, a mechanical engineer for the jet. Did you do that uh, in the beta? Was that in the beta? Yeah, it was. Oh, dude, that's so cool. I went right, and we'll I, I fooled with the uh, the, the ejector uh, okay. tent. All right, all right. So so let's get started. The delay should be fixed. It, it is says, fixed. Yeah. All right. Well, they're saying, yeah, there's a delay. There's people saying it's a bit like, whatever. Let's go. Tell me about Hitman. All right. Wait, are we already starting to talk about Hitman? Okay, fine. We're not going to talk about Hitman. Let's let's talk more about me being late. Well, is that what we're getting into? I don't know. You usually run this thing. We've got games. We've got NX Talk. We've got your emails, which will basically be your chat mails this time, which sounds really inappropriate and kind of shady, but that's what we're going to call it. Uh, we've got talk about Marvel's latest Civil War trailer, and we've got the big $200 gift away as well as two game code giveaways, one for The Witness and one for Ori uh, and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition. Uh, so I think, actually, let's start the cast off. Let's let's give one of those away. Okay. Which which should we give away first? Probably. Let's make people. Let's take. I was gonna say let's make people smart. You want to give them the Witness? Okay. Let's give away the Witness right now. So we need okay. to do a uh, we need to do a live live like game show here. So you'll be uh, you'll be Regis Philbin. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I will be Kathy Lee. Yeah, that's probably probably good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, let's see. Uh, we need to do a, a a puzzle of sorts, and the first person that answers wins the witness code. And it's it's for PS4, right? Yeah, it's a PS4 code. Okay. All right. Okay. So the puzzle that we have for them today. Uh, here, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make this up on the fly. All right. Here, here, I was thinking I was just gonna drop it in chat. <laughs> no, that's way too easy. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're gonna play the uh, I am a a body of land game. Okay. 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 All right. So, pull up your world maps, people. I've got mine up. Okay. okay I don't have mine up. Okay. Well, that's all right. Good thing I'm here. Yeah. And I have a country picked out on this world map. Okay. And. Uh, we are going to give people clues, and the first person to guess this country will will get the code. And I'll keep chat okay. up so that I can monitor this. All right. Okay. You could tell me what country it is in chat. I mean, in, in chat. Okay, I'll tell you in no, in, in no, Skype. No, in chat. I can't. You probably not tell me in chat. All right. So here we go. All right, Gabe. All right. You got it. I do. Okay. So I am a body of land. Wait. I, that's okay. Whatever. Go ahead. I live. No one is going to guess this. These, you know how old these people it's are? It's okay. They can pull up a world map. This is a puzzle like The Witness. Okay. I live on a continent. Mm-hmm. My continent is not where these two boys doing a podcast are from. Okay. It also is not the continent 
where uh, Vladimir Putin is from. Zachary, I think we should just drop the code. It also <laughs> is not the continent where <laughs> kangaroos are from. It also is not the continent where Donald Trump wants to build a wall. It's also not the continent where the Zika virus was born. No, I'm re I, people are guessing in chat. None of them have it. <laughs> it's also not the continent where Game Riot's from. So we're down to one continent. All right. I am a country on this continent. Yeah, but then you're narrowing down to countries. Uh, hold up. <sighs> I am on the coast. They're still not going to guess this. It's okay. I am north of South Africa, but south of Algeria. Okay. I am west of Chad. Zach. I am. This isn't. Good. This isn't gonna happen. Should I just drop the damn code? Okay, I got a better. I got a better game. Since you guys don't want to play, I am a human country mask game. Uh, my next game uh, goes like this. <laughs> Everyone's guessing continents. <laughs> I, I know, and that's the problem. You gotta see the the age range. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, so our new game, our new game, uh, Gabe. We gotta we gotta think of a game that will. Let's be let's. Play whoever redeems it first. No, that's a terrible game. What if people? Yeah, it, that's that's like playing fastest finger, but some people might not have fingers. Yeah, but it'll take le copy paste. Um, it'll take way less time, <laughs> they less need effort, and we can move on to the actual podcast. Maybe someone will get it. There's a lot of countries being guessed. No. Okay. Uh, has anyone? Literally, no one has got it yet. Some no, people are okay. playing along. Okay, we're gonna continue this game. You guys are doing no. great. Yes, they're they're getting closer. Getting... Yeah, but they don't know that they're getting closer. <laughs> All right, I'm pressing enter. The, the code is in chat. I'm sorry. There, somebody redeemed that code. It's in chat. Oh, Move gosh. On. Nobody guessed it. Nobody liked my game. Well, there is a witness code in the wild. Uh, and yeah, now we can... It really is. An, it's in the chat somewhere. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> let us know if you redeem it uh, this is why we don't do things live this now we awesome. can well i had a great game and you just ruined it actually the 600 plus people are watching ruined it because they don't know <laughs> the difference between a continent and a country okay all right okay <laughs> all right well I i'm still watching people are still guessing wait I there's a big delay so oh, just so, go okay thank you to jonathan for for re uh putting the code in Okay, Gabe, just start massively entering the code in chat over and over again. There you go. Just keep keep pasting. And oh, wait, um, there you it, go. It, it, well, yeah, there's a limit to how many times it lets, it lets me paste. Okay, all right. Someone, <laughs> someone's doing good. All right. Anyhow, uh, well, maybe we should come up with uh, more pre-planned games next time, Gabe. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, put I'm, I'm gonna put you on the game committee for next week's episode. Yeah. The, the, oh, somebody wanted the answer. Yes, the answer they... was I, Ivory Coast. Brandon Who said it. Brandon Enoch. Brandon. Brandon. Okay, you, Brand, We need to find Brandon, and we need to give him the uh, a code okay. to it. We'll give him a code to a different game. Okay, Brandon. Okay, we got you, Brandon. We'll send you something. There, I, I have his thing pulled up. Great. Okay, we so got you, Brandon. Brandon, we'll get All you right. a code. And now my game was successful, and I'm happy, and we can move on. Yeah. Somebody right. says they got. Somebody else said they, they got it. So, All right, okay. cool. Anyhow, let's uh, let's talk about games. That's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. And uh, we can start with Division, or we can start with Hitman. People wanted to hear about The Division, so let's right, start let, with that. Let's talk about The Division. Okay. We, we stand divided on The Division. I don't think so. 
I think I think it it's a it's an amazing mediocre game is what it is really. An amazing I, mediocre game. Yeah, it, it's really fun, but it's also super mediocre in okay. every single way imaginable. Okay. Which I, I is think unfortunate. That's valid based on what yeah. I played. I think like, How much have you, here, let's break this down. How many hours have you played? Nowhere near as many as you. No, no, say the number. We'll each tell you how many hours we played. Can I count how much I played of the betas and the event I went to? No, just this. Okay, three. I played 24. I played at least 15, including all the other hours. Well, I mean, I've played more if I want to count those too, but I'm not not counting those. We're we're counting this. I just want to let people know that I have played endgame missions, mid-game missions, early game missions, and Dark Zone. So my my series is not reflective of my experience with the Division. Sure, but the way that you played it is different because you you were just dropped into those missions without the progression. Okay, you already given a character that was on that level. Kind of thinking that maybe that was a better, like it gave me a, a more enthusiastic look at than if I had been through the progression. My biggest issue with the game, and it was kind of one of my issues with Destiny, is like these are two massive entries in the shoot and loot genre now, and they get the shoot part right, but they seem to not get the loot part right very well at all. This does the loot better than Destiny. I'll say that. But I find the loot so boring. What well, what do you mean? Like what 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 do you expect? Like how how do you make loot fun? I mean, I think a, a game like Borderlands makes loot fun. I don't think I think the loot in Borderlands is boring. Well, it's way more exciting than classic AK-47 police AK-47. Like literally when I see people like screenshot their loadout of like, "Oh my god, I have all purples." Their guns are no more exciting or cool or anything than the guns I have currently. Well, they are. They do, you know, stat wise, they do a lot more. They do a lot more damage, and the attachments on them are probably a lot better. And but that's all statistical. Oh yeah, I mean it's an RPG at its core. I think that's the way they designed this game. They wanted to be an RPG first, and that's why we have the bullet sponge enemies. That's why we have the fact that stats are super important in this game. Like it's it's all about how much dps your, your your weapon is doing on top of your, your health and whatever other stats are there but this isn't borderlands right and, and you can't it's kind of unfair to say okay the loot isn't as fun as borderlands when borderlands is a completely different game that that has like tons and tons of variation of loot here that's not how it is you're just trying to get the best possible in that in that color group really you start with the green you go to the blue then you got purple like but as you progress, the enemies also in their health go from green to blue to purple. So in effect, you're really not making much progress. No, absolutely. And and that's one of the issues. That's what I'm right? saying. Like, like if the guns had like, I know it doesn't fit the world of the division. And, and even Destiny with their sci-fi world didn't seem to really take a whole lot of creativity in their weapon design. But having guns like Borderlands and what I mean by Borderlands is like, electric weapons or you know explosive weapons or toxic weapons yeah at least that, that just wouldn't fit here sh- but it would give you something to get excited about like to me it's not exciting to see that i have a gun that does more damage and looks and performs exactly the same well they don't always you know rate of fire is different like there there is a role for each weapon that that things are different you can change magazine uh, magazine si- uh, sizes and you can fully customize a weapon um so it's not like everybody's running out there with the exact same weapon there are variations of the ak um, like I said, you, you, your AK is probably way different than mine. But you you also fully admit that it's like very uninspired loot. Oh, absolutely! Design. It's and that's what it's I'm saying. Super, like it's just the whole the the whole game is really uninspired. And it's sad because it does have a fun loop, like the the basic loop of the division. Yeah, the bullets. You know, the enemies are a little bit bullet spongy, and yeah, like 
maybe the missions aren't the most creative, but the basic loop of it is pretty exciting. And I think it grabs you early on. It's like, wow, this is going to be super great. And I just think that that's about as far as it goes. To, to me, it's biggest sin is, is that everything's so mundane, right? You're talking about how the loop isn't great, right? Mundane uh, level design. The level design on some of the levels is actually really, really good. Uh, some of the main missions, right? Okay. The, the first, the, the first time I fought the uh, a firebox, uh, a fire boss, not a box. Um, box boy. One of the, one of those like big dudes with with the two canisters on their sides, with the yellow health and the machine gun. The first time I fought one of those, it was amazing. Like that was like the boss of the level, right? And it was it, it was really satisfying to to get through all the like you know middling enemies and get to fight him for the first time. But then the problem is uh, on future missions it's still sort of that type of enemy sure uh, the, the the at least three missions that i played the boss at the end of them is the exact same you know big he has a different name his name might be like scott mcdonald right. over here <laughs> and over here would be zachary you know whatever your last name is over finkelstein. here finkelstein uh, there i can't even say it. finkelstein there you go um but different names same enemy like still just and, and it, that's like if you're gonna have a very realistic like loot progression like okay AKs and, and MP4s and pistols like to me then what needs to be different is the enemy types right or the enemy design or something that's going to keep this at least evolving in some way because let's be honest the streets of New York aren't that thrilling in terms of level design and no I'm and the trying, loot, there's there's different factions um you, you know that that they have going on the the, the flamethrower guys and the regular they're all still they're different factions but like it's basically just the same enemy with a different weapon. I mean, they look different. I mean, if you you know pay close. I guess I guess I just look at like MMOs and I say like okay, World of Warcraft, Star Wars: The Old Republic, even stuff that has since failed like you know The Matrix Online, Age of Conan, uh, you know new ones like Black Desert Online, Elder Scrolls Online, uh, Lord of the Rings Online. None of them were this like pedestrian in terms of their i think i think i think they i think they absolutely are this pedestrian hold up in terms of their theme they all are are fantastical have exciting like weapons and abilities and exciting armor and exciting gear whereas this like to me i look at those characters and i'm like yay i got a new cap and like yeah, there's so, no pull forward for me to get it you know to play 30 hours to get a new a different jacket or cap or scarf Yes, I mean, so it might not appeal to you, and that's fine, right? But there's people that love military shooters. Like, there's a lot True, of... True, but there, also, there it, also is some reason that successful MMOs are not... Let's wander, you know, the middle of Washington, D.C. and hang out together. Like, they have either supernatural or fantasy or sci-fi elements because that's far more exciting and far more entertaining and far more appealing to look at and gun for yeah uh, sure to 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 that sect of people you know but this broke records for for ubisoft this is the the highest day one sales of all time for them and that includes a lot of biggest it it includes a lot of big assassin's creed launches it includes watchdogs so they've struck a chord of some kind and you're saying people are are loving it that's not what i see I, i see people are super divisive on it a lot of people are enjoying the hell out of it right but there's a lot of people that have big issues with it, like like, like you, like me, like Jim Sterling. Jim Sterling made a perfect 30 minute video where he didn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. He said, "He did you see it? No. He literally he literally starts off the video right, and, and you know I, this is more verbatim. I mean, not verbatim, but you know, 
I'm paraphrasing what he said. Yeah. He, he, he says something like, I don't hate the game, right? But I can't really explain how I feel about it just because it's so mundane. Like, what do you really say? The shooting's good, right? Yes, there's bullet sponge enemies. Yes, the level design can get boring because, you know, it's still New York City, so it's going to look the way it looks. I think it's just yeah. a super weird situation because it, it's a game that, like, at face value would be really mundane and average and ho-hum and yet has this humongous hype and wave of momentum behind it and that doesn't really add up. Because what does this do that stands out besides being, like, a Destiny-alike in a different setting and different world? Nothing. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I think that's where, that's where we fall that it, it, it's very cookie cutter almost i like this more than destiny do you like i yeah i have fun when i'm playing this have you played with people i have played with people previously not on retail to me yeah. to me i like destiny better because at least destiny for as repetitive and disappointing as that was at least like the environments are, are more interesting to look at the enemies were more interesting to fight the guns were cooler to collect my character looked a heck of a lot cooler the abilities for as you know limited as they were were at least something visually appealing like that i think it's a huge mistake to let you just swap out the skills whenever you want that to me totally devalues that like the fact I... that i don't have to make any choices yeah but destiny lets you do that but at least you have a class you're like yeah yeah i mean it's a, weird, it's a very weird game yeah and it, I, it, I... I like it. I, I I enjoyed my time with it so far. What did you just, like about it? Like the shooting, the 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 bosses, the story. What the progression to Dark Zone? I have a lot of fun in the Dark Zone. Um, playing with people is really fun. Does Dark uh, Zone ever change beyond just like the mass chaos of chasing people and trying to extract loot? No, I mean there's enemies. Or, uh, there's stronger enemies in the Dark Zone than there okay. is out there. So in the first area of the Dark Zone, the the level ten through sixteen. The enemies there are level 14 to 16. So you go in there um, without a Dark Zone weapon. Like, you have a pretty hard time with it. What I had to do was I had to find a group of people to basically carry me through the first few levels. Because just shooting an enemy in the Dark Zone and then somebody else getting the kill, that gives you a ton of XP. You level up in the Dark Zone very, very quickly. Uh, especially in the beginning stages. I am level 16 um, my, my in my, my regular level. And my Dark Zone is, what? 13, 14, something like that. Are the is the loot in the dark zone spread across your group or is it only you individually? Like if no, me and we're working together and we extract no, something, do we both no, get it? No. Okay. You, you individually. Okay. We get individual drops. I kill an enemy, he he drops something, I only see that. You don't see that. Okay. So it's not like he can go steal that from me. The thing you can go steal from me is the containers that are out there. Uh, there's certain containers that are high level. You have to be level 30 in the dark zone to get those. Uh, there's some that are as low as 10. You have to be at least level 10 to open those containers. Those anybody can get. Okay. So so if you're trying to get it, somebody sees you and they decide, hey, I want that instead. I'm going to kill you. You know, they get that. Uh, but if I kill an enemy and an enemy drops something, that's specific to me. So there's no – let me – I'll rephrase it. Do you find that to be fun over and over again? Do you think that will draw – you know, appeal six months down the road, or is that something that's going to get boring really fast? Just constantly like, Hey, let's go shoot these guys over here. Okay. We got their containers. Oh, they took our containers back. Yeah. I mean, it, it's impossible for me to say how I'm going to feel six months down the road because the game probably won't be the same six months down the road. I'm just surprised that the dark zone, which is the main PVP element is literally like if me and you jumped into it's a call. It's, 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 it's not even PVP. It's PVE. Well, it is. It can, it can be PVP. 
Eh, it, it's PVE. But isn't the most exciting part when you fight other humans? Yeah. Yeah, but that's player versus everybody. Like, you, you, everybody's an enemy. PvP is when it's just player against player, and that's it. Your objective is to kill other players. That's not your objective in the Dark Zone. Okay, so it's PvPVE, the me, the you. It's, it's, P, it's PG-13. It's PGR. Yeah. Project Gotham Racing coming back. Xbox One <laughs> this fall. Um, I just, I'm just surprised that it's literally like me and you dropped into a Call of Duty map chasing each other around. I, again, mm. like on paper, this game looks incredibly great, and then you go play it, and I feel like it. I, I feel like it's hype, and the idea of it is what's carrying it far more than what's actually there. I do think it's interesting. I do think it's fun, but I think that fun is like it, it drops off super fast. I played an early mission, and I had to go up uh, into some buildings. I was like, "Wow, this is great! I'm on the fifth floor of a building. This is super cool." I decided to see if I could find a different way down rather than just retracing my steps. I go down uh, some side stairwells of, of mm -hmm. you know the apartment, and I get down to the first floor, and there is no hole nor no ladder. I can't even drop off. I have to go all the way back up, retrace that ground, and retrace the steps. It, I don't, I don't, I don't find that to be the case. I go down fire escapes all the time. Really, all the time. And there's also uh, when you're when you're doing a mission that that takes you to like the fifth floor. Um, most times, not not 100 percent of the time, but most times there's a um, a rope that you can climb down. Okay. So that you so that, that you don't retrace your steps. You're not meant to retrace your steps. Okay. Well, um, the one I played was it gave me a bad feeling about the game. I I guess I also just like Destiny sort of was the same way, but I felt like there was more variety because the the guns were a little bit more eccentric. Like there's no reason for me to not just use the same mp4 over and over again except for then there you know, is there, then i numerically then i numerically upgraded to the next mp4 and the next mp4 but there's no reason for me to pull out the pistol or the shotgun ever uh, yes when you run out of ammo if i'm shooting at uh, there's enemies that that just lunge at you they have a baseball bat they just run at you right okay so you're dumping your your let's say your mp4 into them you run out of ammo you're not reloading and this game is slow so you switch guns shoot them with, with the shotgun and that's how that works the pistol i don't switch a lot to so I, I can't defend that thing. But I, I use my shotgun all the time. I love my shotgun. I, I think it's really good. Um, and also, there is re the AK is just better than the MP4. Like, the fire rate and the way it shoots and the way you can control it, to me, I find it like a better weapon. So if you're there and you're constantly just using the MP4 and you're saying, okay, I have no reason to change. This works fine. Well, that's on you. There's reasons to change. You just don't know about them because you refuse to try these other weapons because you feel like you're fine with this. Eventually, you not even eventually, pretty soon, you're going to hit a point where your MP4 just isn't cutting it. It's not doing enough damage. Right. Uh, and, and, but then what I'm saying is all I'll do is up, up, upgrade to a more statistically powerful MP4. If the MP4 is your favorite weapon, then sure. I just would prefer a game that gives me a reason to use different things. As a shooter, like I would like some impetus to need to use other weapons rather than I could literally mainline this game with the same gun. Granted, I know I need to like change it to a higher. See, but but standpoint. but but any game, right? You can play Call of Duty all with a pistol if you, like if you wanted to. Like, nothing yes, stopping you. But like, it, there it, are instances you, it, where you need to use like rocket launchers to take different things down. I mean, well, because it forces you. Are right? there it, vehicles that, in this game? No, I haven't seen any vehicles. No. Are there giant enemy? I mean, is there any reason that you you need to use something? Yeah, there, there, there's big different. Yeah, yeah, there's big enemies. Of, of not, yeah, of course. And by big, you mean like armored? Yeah, and fat. 
<laughs> I find it very hard to talk positively about the game, even though I, I like I've enjoyed every mission I've played. I think they're kind of interesting and kind of fun. I don't think like critically there's really much good to say. I think it's a game that's way more fun than it is good. And I have no problem yeah, with it being uh, fun because I'm having fun with it. I just take issue with people giving it so much praise and Ubisoft coming out and saying, this is the future of our game development and open world games are the way to go because before you know it, we're going to end up with a, a future where online only, sparsely designed, elongated experiences are the ones we get. I mean, this game, it failed right at launch. You couldn't even play it. The, the reason for it failing... And, and who's who's to say they're telling the truth, right? But the reason Ubisoft gave for, for it failing is totally excusable, in my mind. They said, hey, there was a power a power outage that just knocked out our servers. The, it's not like the Division crashed. Okay. Every Ubisoft game crashed. Okay. No no Ubisoft game were working online. Okay. And it was for about 45 minutes, and then it was fine. Okay, what about the last night? Again, servers were down. I didn't play last night. I didn't experience it. Okay, well, I, I just... Again, it's just a weird space where... A couple of years ago, you know, Microsoft comes out and announces the Xbox One. It's online only. Huge pushback. This game's online only. The servers can't even stand up the first day, and it's like they, they stood up the first day though. The, besides that first forty-five minutes, the first twenty-four hours were smooth. I played twenty-four hours in the first like two days. Why? Why is the campaign not offline? I don't know. That's dumb. That's a very dumb decision. I don't know. I just find I, 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 it's a weird game to talk about. Because, well, because even the campaign is it, it's it's not a traditional campaign. You're not getting a you're not getting a whole bunch of cutscenes. Like you get some. What do you think about the story? Has that grabbed you at all, or is it? The premise is wholly interesting. I love it. Okay. I, the premise. The premise of but, like money being tainted with some sort of plague slash disease. Well, well no, the, the, you know, no, the the plague being dispersed through Black Friday is okay. what, you know, Black Friday masses uh, corruption, like in, in the government. Did, did the government make the virus? And, you know, we don't know. People are trying to figure this out. Um, that I find very interesting. But the way that it's being presented to us, I'm not a fan of. Okay. Um, I, most, I don't know how people know what our main missions. Like, yeah, the, the ones that you clearly say mission with a big old uh, emblem on Yeah, but there, there's so many of them at one time. Like, it, it has a problem that I thought Hitman was going to have that Hitman doesn't have. Where, how do you tell a story where you can basically go any, like, I can go do this mission instead of mm -hmm. this one. So, I, I don't know. Do you feel like one of the major complaints of Destiny early on was that every mission boiled down to the same thing? Either, you know, clear the area or go hold the button while the ghost downloads data and then defend that area. Do you feel like the division does better with mission variety or suffers sort of the same? Yeah. The, the, the mission variety isn't there. Like there's yeah. not a lot of it. Um, uh, I'm hoping that changes, but you so, know, so when I'm, you I'm say not... that you like this better than destiny, I've seen quite a few people say that. What is, what stands out is like, wow, this is more enjoyable than destiny about the division. There's a lot more content. Okay. The the actual missions that are there are actually good. Like okay. there are some really really good missions on there, and I can't say that about Destiny. The the the, the oh god, what are the story missions in Destiny called? I'm blanking out. I, I forget. But the story stuff in in Destiny, mm -hmm. like it's literally a repeat over and over and over of the exact same area, exact same thing. Here, the missions are different. Uh, enemy types are different, mission by mission. Um, and you're not going through the same building over and over the way you are with Destiny. So environmentally, it mixes things up more. You know, I mean, I wouldn't even say that, right? Because it's so just a city. 
but it's not the exact. I guess I'm just trying thing. to understand because in on Destiny, one hand you're Destiny. telling me like the missions don't have variety, but then on the other hand you're saying well, no. Well, keep in mind, 24 hours of this, like I played a lot of it, yeah, okay. in, in a short time span. Then th that might be the other problem. Maybe if I was spacing this out, okay, um, I I feel better. But here, let me think. Why do I like it more than more than Destiny? And the, the cap right now is 30, 30, right? I don't know what the cap is. I haven't. Level it's probably 30. I haven't seen anything past it, so. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to say playing with people is more enjoyable here? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I, I think playing this alone is really boring, and it's really borderline dumb. Like, the, the these enemies take way too many bullets to kill, like, mm -hmm. on your own. It's not fun to just sit there and dump bullet after bullet after bullet after bullet into these enemies. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you have friends, you know, you're talking to them about whatever, and then you this is just sort of a backdrop. So, I don't know. I enjoy it um, to an extent, but it has a lot of problems. It's, it's really uninspired. Um, the hub world uh, is cool, I guess. The fact that New York is broken up into areas of, uh, increasing level as you go on to there's places that I haven't even seen just because I'm not mm -hmm. high level enough to go over there. Yeah, I, I guess I could walk over there, but I would pretty much instantly die. Um, yeah, but I do think that Division is very mediocre. I think uh, I might sound more positive on it th than I am. Like I, I think it, it's the definition of mediocrity, like in, in video games. One thing I'd love to see these kind of games explore is rewarding uh, proficiency because again, Division does the thing where if you're in a group, we're both gaining XP. And we're both gaining loot. And, you know, like Destiny had that sort of issue with raids and strikes and, and whatnot where you're it's random what you get. And, you know, you could do five times better than your teammates and end up with worse loot and gear. And I wonder design-wise what the reason is to, to not, you know, use a merit-based loot slash XP system except that maybe it would just split the player base and spread people yeah. to too separate i guess yeah absolutely people that are better just don't have all the better loot then that means that people that aren't as good just don't have good loot so on top of them not being as good they also have shittier loot so that just wouldn't so work there's got to be a way though for a cooperative play to reward the people doing better and then standardize those weapons because that's what happens in destiny anyways right like when you get into pvp the weapons are standardized so why not reward unless unless you're doing the house of wolf stuff or but, you mean yeah. the iron banner stuff yeah, that's what I meant. I said House of Wolves. I meant, yeah. I meant Iron Banner. But I, I guess I just, like, if, if me and you play The Division, mm -hmm. there's virtually no point for me to shoot. Like, I could just stand behind you and still reap the benefits, right? I don't think you would get as much XP. Like, unless, or dump one bullet into an enemy and then let me kill him. Isn't and then, XP yeah, you get the shared XP. no matter what, though? Like, if you kill a guy and I kill a guy, I am pretty sure XP gains are shared. No, not unless you shoot him. Are you sure? Like, okay, look, if I kill an enemy and you don't shoot him, I don't think you get XP for that. Because when I played at the event, uh, and, and granted, this was an, an earlier build back in January, but when I played at the event, I specifically was watching and specifically not doing anything, and my teammates in a three-man squad were killing everybody, and I was my bar was ticking up. Oh, you know what? Maybe. Because here, here, here's what I'm going off of when I say it's not shared. I'm going off of my experiences in the Dark Zone, which I've mostly done okay, solo. Okay, so that probably... So yeah, so when I run into the dark zone, right, yeah. and I, I see a group of people, and and I'm hanging out near them, and they kill someone, I don't get the XP for that. So that's okay. what I mean. Gotcha. I, I don't. I don't know if you're grouped up. I don't. I can't gotcha. speak on that. I haven't been grouped up in dark zone. Okay. Well, we will probably touch on the division again uh, as as it goes. Um, surprised by the the excitement around it, but we'll... which which isn't even that much of. <laughs> well, I mean, we said we were going to talk more about YouTube stuff this this time around. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. 
I mean, the fact of the matter is that people straight up just act excited about stuff to get more views. And, and Absolutely. And I don't think that's wrong, but I think it's important <laughs> that people are very aware of the fact that people will hype the heck out of anything if it's yeah. doing well for their channel or their stream or whatever. So you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt when someone's like, oh my God, those were the best 10 hours of my life. Because maybe they're the best 10 hours because they were, you know, sitting at 5,000 viewers on Twitch, not because yeah. the game was so great. See, and, and here's the thing that I, I fully accepted that I don't know how your mind works. Your mind doesn't work like mine. Mine doesn't work like yours. To me, that's just an unspoken common sense thing, right? A new game coming out, right? That let's, let's say me, right? Let's say I'm a big Twitch streamer. I'm sure. not. Let, let's say I am. And there's been this buildup, right? I've been talking about how much I love the division, right? Everybody's into it with me. My audience is excited for it. The game comes out. I stream it for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Say, oh, this is amazing. Oh, this is so good. Oh, I love this. Look at look how look at all these kills. Look at how many bullets this guy took to die. Isn't this great? Yeah. Right? You're getting me excited the, already. The viewers are gonna be excited with me. They're gonna right. be like, hell yeah, I can't wait to play this. Right. Right? So let's say let, let, now let's change it. You, you stream this. You're playing this, you're like, oh, this isn't so hot. Like, oh, yeah. this kind of sucks. Damn, it took like a million bullets to kill this guy. Yeah. And this sucks. Like people are gonna start tuning out. Right. Like no, no, no one's gonna stick around for that. Right. Like, Which is, it, it is a very. But it, like I said, it's an unspoken thing that everybody should know. Like but I, I don't watch think it. They do. Nah, they know. They know. I think about a game like Five Nights at Freddy's, and I think of in a world without Twitch and YouTube. I mean, that game doesn't exist. There's one of them, but then the the, the next four don't. But exist. even from that standpoint, I bet even the people that play it for YouTube and Twitch would play it and be like, "This is not worth my time." Absolutely. Like, you know how many fabricated skits? Zach, YouTube is fabrication. Like, I that's know, all I it know, is. But I think that as as YouTube gains a foothold and as journalistic websites and magazines lose that foothold and are transitioning to try to be more and more like YouTubers instead of the other way around, which is kind of how YouTube started. We're entering this, this dangerous ground where people are going to have games completely misrepresented and completely. What, See, take, but take a side like Kotaku. What if they took that approach and were like, okay, people are hyped about the division. If we make a video about the division, hyping the division, that article is going to get more clicks than if we just, you know, tell it how it is. And before you know it, there is no more, honest criticism of anything yeah well then there's still <laughs> there I, I don't mean this this doesn't sound like a bad joke okay but it, i don't mean it all right you know people like total biscuit are a dying breed again i don't mean that like in the way that it sounds yeah right but him, but him jim uh jim sterling like they're all still very honest like sure. the kind of funny guys like there's still people that are, that are still bringing honesty absolutely to, to this thing right uh, I, I, and not to put my own stuff, but I made a, a couple of Hitman videos where I felt I was very honest with how I felt about it. And we'll get I'm to gonna, that in a second here. I, I'm going to make division videos where I'm going to say like, hey, you know, this is like really mediocre. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Ubisoft provided us with copies early and, and, and all that. But I think honesty is still important. But I don't think you go to PewDiePie for like constructive, you know, critique on a game. You know what I mean? Like th there's people for that. Yeah, and and I don't I don't think most people go to YouTube for critique, but I do think it sets the tone of the conversation when Twitter is populated with whatever the game is. Like, oh my god, this is so amazing! Oh my god, it's so amazing! And someone comes out and is like, eh, maybe not so much. And you're like, no, all my other favorite people said it's amazing. It just it creates a really a, a weird dynamic, and we we know people directly that dislike games or know their crap or don't enjoy them, and specifically. Yeah. 
give give you the opposite take. So it's just it's an interesting yeah. thing to be yeah, aware but, of. But, yeah, but but yeah, but then again, you know, what do you expect? Like people, oh, people sure. gotta eat. Yeah, yeah people gotta yeah. eat. <laughs> again, I, I didn't say it's wrong or bad or something that you know should be made illegal in any way or anything like that or, or not allowed on YouTube. I guess it's just important to be aware of of where you're getting your opinions and your information from. But the, the, now. I, the, Wait, before, right before we move on, I, I think it's important to say the consumer has a job, right? Mm -hmm. Is to decide, okay, is this worth spending money that, you know, you, you earned very hard? Like hard-earned money is, is a thing. Like they don't call it hard-earned money for, for no reason. Like most people don't have like tons of expendable income. So as, so as a consumer, it's your job to get informed, right? So know where you're going. If you go, and I hate to keep saying PewDiePie, I think I don't know PewDiePie. But if you go to him, right, you're watching that for entertainment value. You're not mm -hmm. going over there to see if Five Nights at Freddy's is a good game. So your job as a consumer isn't just watch a video. Eh, looks cool. This guy's saying it's awesome. That's it. No, like go check Metacritic. Go read some reviews. Go yeah. check other people's opinions. Like educate yourself so that you don't go spend $60 on something that you're not going to like. Yeah, and so, I heard something on Giant Bomb uh, this week that I thought was really – I was shocked they said it. And they said that they feel like hands-on time with games is becoming less and less – important and valuable because they can tell how a game plays just by watching but i i personally think for the gamer watching the division and playing the division watching hitman and playing hitman watching any game and playing is very different and so you kind of are relying on the person playing to give you some feedback on on what it's like yeah and and if they're just giving you sort of the whoa response nah. then it's weird anyways i want your i'm coming to you for opinions on hitman so i'm, okay. I'm, I'm putting that faith in, right. in your hands and, and just to preface this because i told you this in text but you know i didn't play the beta very okay. much i played like 10 minutes of it okay so to me this is all new gotcha and this is the all first right. episode of a multi-episode hitman game that is getting a full release now in 2017 and the episodes are each 15 dollars. first one no. comes out tomorrow no, the first one is fifteen. Uh, the ones after that are ten dollars. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, or you can buy the whole thing for sixty. If you if you already bought episode one, which is fifteen, you can purchase the other ones for uh, for fifty total if you want. What if the, you the don't want one? Can you just buy two? No, I don't think so. You have to buy one. I believe so. That's yeah. That's why it's more. I just know if like wherever you enter, it's fifteen. Whether it's two, three, four, or one. Well, I don't think you can buy like two or three or four if you don't buy one. And one is a okay. $15 one. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Okay. So this is like Hitman at its core, really. Okay. And, and you know, I saw the, the the developers put it this way. They said this is like our, our love letter, you know, to, to the, the Hitman franchise and what people like about it. And that's what they did. They, they took Hitman and basically they broke it up <laughs> like the the intro uh, slash prologue which is what was in the beta you know the small areas where mm -hmm. you're being trained on how to uh disguise yourself how to take out targets in different ways that the first one on the boat you have to do it twice because it, it tells you hey there's a lot of different ways to do this here do it sure. twice before we send you into the bigger missions right the Par the paris mission which is the new one for this uh besides the beta stuff it's a big one. It, it, it's a huge environment. There's, I'm a, I have to say, thousands of people uh, in, in the environment. You are in a fashion show. There's a big corporation that's putting a fashion show, and you have two targets that so you got to go take on. So multiple targets. Um, one, she hangs out on the second floor. You got to figure out a way to go get her. The other one just walks around. You got to figure out you know, the best way to take care of him. 
um, you can go traditional Hitman style where you're looking around the environment and figuring out, okay, I found some poison. Let me go see how I can poison someone's drink and stuff like that. Or you can use like the new menu, which I think is fantastic, where you have situations that it says, okay, you set the waypoint. It says it gives you eight different scenarios uh, of assassination, four for each of the two targets. Okay. So you click on one that sounds interesting to you. So I'll go for the first one since uh, that's the one I think a lot of people are going to show where there is a male model that looks a lot like you, right? But he wears like face paint. So what you have to do is go take out the male model, get his uh, outfit, go get your face done. And that gives you access to the top levels of, of the of the building. And then you go take care of the target, however you're going to do so. And there's like four different ways for each way for each one of, of the uh, target so eight different ways to go about this eight different very very cool um assassination t- uh methods really right. so one level kind of sucks but they give you so many different ways to do it and different challenges on the way as well so so much replayability replayability is there for 15 dollars. i think this is a, a fantastic package and that's what i was gonna ask you because basically it's tutorial in one level for 15 dollars which no, well, no tutorial. Okay, does the does the jet thing count as tutorial still? No, I guess that's like they call well, it part of the tutorial, but I'd say it's yeah, more of a actual. Yeah. So so you have the tutorial, then two missions technically, mm-hmm. plus you have contracts which are user generated. Now you can create your own. You can if you want to spend hours creating contracts and and um, laying out different assassination attempts. Are they within um, the the Paris environment? I don't. I haven't tried making okay. one, so I don't. I don't know what they're within. Okay. The one I the one I played has been within the the one with the jet in it. Gotcha. Pro- so yeah. probably probably you have to use the environments provided already in the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're not making brand new environments. No, okay. This no isn't way. Mario Maker. This is an Agent Forty Seven no. Maker. And I would say even the 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 Paris one. It's just so populated. Like, how do you change that? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I haven't messed with the creation. That's the only aspect of the game I haven't messed with. But. That's because I'm not good at creating stuff. So, like, I don't see how people have issue with how much is in this. Our Arthur Geese, Polygon, said, hey, you know, this is a fantastic start, but it feels like it's a part of the game. And that's because it, it is part of game. This is part of a larger Hitman game that will eventually be released in 2017. If you don't want to deal with this, wait till next year. You get the whole package. I guess the concern or, is just if, if for $15 you're basically getting tutorial on one level – Ten dollars probably gets you one level, so this game has four, yeah, t- four ten, levels ten, in it. No, isn't there like six uh, new areas? Six, six levels in it. Yeah, but again, they're big. Plus, they have the escalation mode. Um, now, what is know, that? You have you're given a scenario, okay. right? Okay, let's uh, kill Zach dressed as a, a this type of enemy right. as a Soviet guard, gotcha. right? You do you do that. So that's uh, the first wave. There's five. The second one is okay. Kill Zach again, dressed as that same person, but now you got to do it in this way. Mm-hmm. All right. So, the, and then the third one will be like, okay, now you have two targets. You got to kill each of them in those ways. Plus, you got to find this thing that's hidden somewhere uh, on the on in the perimeter. Like, you got to find this thing. It's in a safe somewhere. You got to unlock it without being caught. So, and then the, like it gets progressively difficult um, as you go. There, there's five sections to it. So it goes gotcha. from easy, yeah, and, and that's how that goes. And those are specifically made by IO Interactive. So th- those are you know professionally designed. Do you think this game started out having a lot more content, and then they either ran out of budget or ran out of 
something, and that's why they split it up. Because I'm just not understanding why this game is episodic at all. Me neither. Me neither. Uh, maybe Square saw the. It could be what you said. Maybe like you know they, they started making it and they're like, hey, we need more money. And Square's like, nah, start putting this out. You make your yeah, own money. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was the success of Life is Strange that, that yeah, Square said. Just wanting you know, to experiment more with that model. I mean, they're doing it again for FF7, the the remake yeah, slash remake. Yeah, Square really whatever. likes their episodic stuff. Like, yeah. They seem to have want some type of money coming in. But what I like about this is that you know, right, the game's out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the next uh, mission a month from now. The the mission after that a month from then, and then they haven't announced the other ones. But I'm uh, hopefully they just keep coming a month apart. Right. And if the missions are the size of the Paris mission here, I'm I'm totally happy with it. it it's okay. big. It's really big. There's a lot to do. There's a lot of different ways to do it, and you can go about it in completely different ways. You can get a sniper rifle, right, and, and go loud. Just, just try to defend yourself. Be more like a th- third person shooter, right. Or do the complete opposite way where you're trying to poison drinks, trying not to get noticed at all, and there's variations in between as well. Are there uh, multiple tiers to this objective, or is it literally go find one person and kill, or the two people, I guess? Like, because to me, it sounds like you could accomplish that in, like, three minutes if you wanted to. You can't... I All right, look, if you were to play this parry mission, I, I think in an hour you wouldn't complete it. Oh, really? Okay, so it's that It's that multifaceted and that... Okay. Yeah, and, and gotcha. there's there's missed attempts. I'm telling you that, that there's four ways to kill each one of these targets, right? Mm-hmm. If you mix, if you, let's say he already went to the bar and had his drink, you can still go make the poison on another one of those drinks. But what if he doesn't come back? Right, gotcha. like you have to figure, yeah, like I, I once you understand how the level works, you could probably finish it like in 30 minutes, right? But for your, for, let's say right now you decided to sit there play live. Um, this Paris mission in an hour, you won't finish it. Okay, that's cool. That makes me feel a lot better because initially, when you said it, I was thinking of the tutorial levels. No, no, as it's that's big. the scope it's... for this game. No, but it's, no, no, no. Okay, it's far more tiered and and diverse than that. Yeah, and and another Hitman, you know, very Hitman thing. The, the chatter of of just the random NPCs are sitting there talking about whatever, mm-hmm. right? And you use that uh, to your advantage. So the the disguise one I'm telling you, where I dressed up as a male model, you walk up and there's this. Well, I assume it's a couple. It's a male and a female. And the male saying, "Oh, he looks so good. I, I wish I looked like him." And she's saying, "Wow, you look fine." And he's like, "Yeah, well, I know I look fine, but look at him. He's mm-hmm. like." An Egyptian god, and it's funny, really. Like you're laughing because it's a funny thing, right? And they turn around, they see you, and they're like, "Oh my god, you look just like him!" And I'm like, "Yep, I'm gonna go dress up as him and kill someone now." So things like that are, are all all over. Clue um, you in on where you could possibly go yeah. next, what you could possibly do. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. And in the PC, I don't know how it is on console, but I'm playing on the PC. You can disable all all these like hints. You can disable your waypoints, like it basically do very very traditional hitman where. It's just you and this level. Figure it out. Kill them. That's it. That like no, hint, no hints, no waypoints, nothing telling you what to do. Like I actually really like the beta, so I'm I'm going to go and play this uh, probably tonight. And it's it's exciting to hear that it's that large of a level. Like an hour long level is pretty cool. Yeah, it, it, and and it, it's a very big level. Sweet. Sounds good. Yeah. The last game I want to talk about today is something very tiny. This is my secret game, game, and okay. uh, it is the first Hearthstone alike that I feel is worth its its own weight, basically. And mm-hmm. the game is right here. Plants vs. Zombies Heroes. Oh, my God. I what? told you, you you, you Dave, always... This game is... Uh, it's fantastic. Let me explain I'm sure, it I'm, I'm sure it is, but yeah. I'm telling you, you always under-deliver with these secret games. Sometimes the little gems are the best gems. Okay. You don't put a five-pound ring on your wife. Give her a nice one. <laughs> you don't. To always I do. carry around. You do? 
Yeah. Just she, that's how you weigh her down to the floor so she can't even move, just stuck in the kitchen yeah. forever. Yeah. Well, she, she, does, she doesn't ever go in the kitchen. <laughs> just make that clear. Let's not have any misconceptions about Lucy spending time in the kitchen. <laughs> so Plants for Zombies Heroes uh, came out today in New Zealand and in a couple other countries. <laughs> and did it come out in America? No. Uh, it's so soft, you got it. It's soft launched. And I was extra excited to hear about this because I played this game last May or June, one of the two, when I was out at PopCap. And all over the offices at PopCap, they had art for this game. And I was like, this looks so cool. And I'm so sad that I can't say anything about it. And I played it on uh, the head of the studio's cell phone. And basically what it is, um, they take all the plants and zombies from Plants vs. Zombies and they turn them into superheroes. Uh, so you have like, you know, a sunflower that can turn on fire. You have uh, a walnut or a potato mine that... You know, you know the potato mine in Plants vs. Zombies? It's like the little yeah. mine. Yeah. Actually, in this game, he comes out from under the ground, and below his tiny head is a massive body. So he's like a Godzilla-type <laughs> creature. Yeah. But the game is their take on Hearthstone. So it is a card-based game uh, that is lane-based. So when you play this game, there's five lanes. Um, and you can put the plants in one of these five lanes, or the zombies in one of these five lanes. Uh, there are also cards that will enhance the plants. There are, they call them tricks cards that will affect your opponent. You're, you pick a hero. There's 10 plans and 10 zombie heroes that each have their own sort of super ability. So it's very Hearthstone-esque. But why I feel like it earns its spot so well is that the mechanics are different enough that it's not just, hey, plants for zombies, we've got cards and we're going to try to replicate Hearthstone. They're taking what makes Hearthstone addictive and what makes Hearthstone successful and what makes Hearthstone fun and bringing it to the plants for zombies world. So to me, it has that addictive nature of collecting cars, buying packs, uh, you know, unlocking new heroes, but does it in a way that is all plans for zombies. So you have these five lanes, and the way that the combat works then is you'll place your plans for your zombies in these lanes, and then when you battle, it goes uh, from left to right and progresses through, you know, this lane does its attacks, this lane does its attacks, this lane does its attacks. And very similar to Hearthstone, you have 20 health, you're trying to get the person down to 20 health. Uh, each turn you gain more mana. In this game, it's either sunshine for the plants or brains for the zombies. Um, but it works so well, and, and it's so... I, I guess it's probably an evolution of... There's a mode in PvZ1 and PvZ2, uh, might just be PvZ2, the mobile games, where... Uh, Plants would scroll on this conveyor belt, and you would just put them down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it reminds me of that because they, like, they even look like little cards in there, and then you would just place them. Uh, so this one is, you know, drawing new cards. But it has all, like, those tried-and-true winning formulas of Hearthstone. So there's, you know, zombies that when you play them will summon another zombie. There's plants that when placed next to this kind of plant will give it plus one, plus one. So it has, like, that very Magic the Gathering, Hearthstone, health, you know, attack defense type mm -hmm. mechanics um and yet is is all dolled up in plants for zombies art and new art because again these are heroes it's not just oh peace shooter versus engineer or oh you know sunflower versus soldier they are totally different and that was like the most exciting thing when i was at the studios like the art was insanely cool um and i, I just find it super entertaining they've committed to uh, everything is unlockable without money there are ways to purchase things just like there are in in the the grid based plants for zombies uh, but i just think it's a really smart like remix on the hearthstone thing it's not hearthstone skin with pvz it's pvz taking hearthstone and re 
reformulating it to fit their franchise and fit their ideas and bring some new ones in because it, it reminds me almost more of like a a Yu-Gi-Oh style game where you're summoning, you know, creatures. And I know you yeah. do that in Hearthstone, but here they're specifically in spots, right? It's not just, you know, oh, on, on the field of play. And there's a roof, so you have a higher level, and there's water, so you have a lower level. Some plants and some zombies are more successful up high. Some are more successful down low, but they can also be placed uh, anywhere. Um, and, and there's just a lot of variety. You don't even know about this when you play through the first tutorial level, but you can place some plants in front of others and they'll grant bonus to those behind. Uh, just like in the, 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 the grid-based mobile games, you know, like a triple P shooter will fire uh, in a three-lane burst. So a yeah. lot of creativity using that lane system in conjunction with the different plants and zombies and has like the charm. To me, it seems like a, a, a home run. And I'm very interested when this launches in America and the major markets, when is it happening? They have said soon. Usually okay. after it comes out in these uh, these other countries, it seems like it's like a month or so later has been the thing. Because like Angry Birds does this where they launch in yeah. these smaller markets as their soft launch and, and all the major games do. Um, it does have some lag and a little bit of slowness. So I'm guessing that's going to be worked out uh, as they sort of, you know, uh, iterate on the versions of the game. But PVZ is a big brand, and I'll be interested to see how this sort of catches on and, and how it handles that Hearthstone, you know, more TCG, CCG player base. It has missions for, like, a single-player campaign type thing, just like Hearthstone has multiplayer. Um, and it's it's kind of cool to see those characters in a totally different setting, just like Garden Warfare sort of repurposed all your favorites in a, in a totally new way and brought them into a genre that didn't seem like it would work and yet did so well for whatever reason PopCap seems to have like the golden touch with plants for zombies where whatever they do with it, it it's super fun so i've had a blast playing that today um and there are easy tutorials if you want to get the game you can easily create a new zealand account totally for free you don't need any like crazy credit card you don't need any credit card actually um and you can find guides uh, on that mine was, i found on Eurogamer. um but it, it's super cool. It has daily quests. I'm curious to okay. see how this will compete with Hearthstone. Me too. But you know what I'm also curious about? Yes. Who's going to win this copy of this game you're about to give away? Who is going to win the copy of the game I'm about to give away? I guess we should not do another Guess the Country no. puzzle. No. Uh, no. So we are giving away a code for Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition. Mm -hmm. And we will do that. Uh, let's ask a question. Does that sound good? Sure. P -p people were... Uh, hoping that we would give another game away. Well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say people about about a game that they maybe haven't heard of. I've never heard about this Plants vs Zombies thing. I'm excited to try it out. I'll probably check out that Aerial Gamer tutorial you're talking about it. And, yeah, it's see, see it's actually it's like. really really cool. Okay, so let's give away this code. Uh, it's for Xbox One. Um, so the question that we will ask. Hmm, I got a good one. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now so that I have it up so I, I when someone calls it out they'll know instantly um, okay the question is how many episodes of our last podcast <laughs> what number did we end on for our last podcast okay for, for can't stop playing the last episode uploaded to iTunes was on November 26 2015 when what what episode number was that Okay, just tell it to me on Skype, so I, you know, so I can if I spot someone, say it right away. Okay. Got it. Yeah. All right, and uh, while that's happening, I'm sure someone's gonna get it pretty darn that, instantly. I was gonna say that can't be right, but then I forgot that we resubmitted the thing. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we are going to also pick our winner for the $200 gift card. Got it. Got it. 
Boom. Call first me. first person gets it. Cosmo Cog 83, good. Awesome. Um, okay, so that is cool. And when we do these live, we probably will give away games, get a lot of extra codes from, from awesome developers and publishers. So we'll bring those to you. Uh, there's already been a winner. Uh, yeah, Cosmo Cog, uh, we're going to set it. We can't wait. I was going to say we're going to send it to you on through a message on YouTube, but I don't know how to do that anymore. Uh, I do. If you if you save their links and, and give it to me, I'll get it to them. Yeah, I have their links. Okay, cool. So now, Gabe, we're left with the important task uh, of picking the the contest winner from the review contest. The last. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, very true. Let me pull up my phone. Let's let's do that. The last. Uh... Gabe, is this episode four or is this episode three? It's four. It's four. I believe so. Three went up last week. Yeah, episode three was Quantum Break and Game Delays. Oh, that's and right. Okay. All right. For some reason, it's not showing on... I see it on iTunes. Oh, okay. My iTunes is just messed up. Yeah, uh, I see it. So let's go through these reviews. There's 151 entries, uh, and all you got to do is leave a review mm. on iTunes. We're not going to go through all of them. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> no. Just going to go through and find uh, find some favorites. I'm just going to read a couple as we go, and then we'll pick a winner. So this one comes in from Dark Other 12345 He says, yes, yes, yes. The new podcast is finally here. After listening to every episode of the Can't Stop Playing podcast, I can assuredly say that both Zach and Gabe are extremely intelligent individuals who each have unique personalities and perspectives on games and the gaming industry as a whole. If you like video games, this podcast is for you. If you like humor, this podcast is for you. If you like advice, this podcast is for you. In fact, if you love life, you will love this podcast. Okay. It's a very lovely review. I, I was trying to find that one, but I, 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 didn't, I didn't see it. All right. Give me a good one that you found. Okay. All right. Do you have another one that you can read while I find one? Because I'm still looking. I can. Uh, this one comes from Brie Legra. Supercast is basically the only podcast I'm subscribed to. They talk about great topics that actually interest me. The topics are also up to date, which is awesome. Gabe and Zach are hilarious together and very interesting. I think everyone should subscribe to their podcast if you enjoy up-to-date gaming topics and two humorous people. You guys rock. Zach and Gabe. Sounds like we wrote the review, but we didn't. Yeah, I found one. All right. From Skittle Spartan. It okay. says, my favorite my favorite podcast of all time was Can't Stop Playing, and I was saddened to hear that the crew had shut it down. I was ecstatic to hear that they were starting a new podcast to listen to while I game. The cast in this show is amazing. Zach and Gabe are way more personal and like my friends than any other podcast. Keep up the great work. The great, the great work, guys. <clears throat> Sorry, couldn't read there at the end because I got a message. They're getting choked up. No, Civil War trailers are uh, uh, tickets are on sale. That's oh, what that was. Oh boy, yeah. one more uh, one more cool review. This one comes from Nintendo Cam, and he says, "Hey guys, I'm a 28 year old mailman gamer. It's a unique species of gamer uh, who has a lot of time to listen to podcasts while I'm out on my route by myself. I listen to them all. IGN, Game Informer, kind of funny and more. I've got to say, this was an amazing podcast. It was like I was sitting right there talking games with my friends. You guys went in depth on all the games currently relevant, and I loved every minute of it. I can't wait to see this evolve. This is a must-listen podcast for anyone who loves console gaming. The name and logo are great, although I would love to see the full name somehow hidden in the logo design. Maybe it Never. already is. <laughs> you just haven't found it yet. All right, so now we got to just pick the winner. Now we got to find the winner, which is always a tough task. Uh, because there's plenty of good reviews. Many are very well written, um, and many are very kind. There were there are some that are honest too, which I appreciate. Um, yeah. So now we just have to scroll through and find. I don't know why so many people are talking about Donald Trump in this podcast thread. The, the, the entire chat has been about Donald Trump. <laughs> well, the I'm, glad, I'm glad they're paying attention to our game chat. That's yeah. uh, that's good. Um, all right, so uh, uh, um, Consul, I see you on Twitter. Uh, I saw your message. I got you. I know that's you. I saw it. Gotcha. Okay. Um, let's see. 
Come on, Zachary, pick a winner. I think this is a good one. I, I'm I'm gonna go with this as the winner. I think that they very much understand you and I. Okay, who which one is it? So uh, so, th so this person won won the 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 two hundred dollar gift card. This person wins a two hundred dollar gift card to Amazon, uh, and we'll get in touch with you, and you can let us know where you're from, because uh, Amazon gift card should work pretty much anywhere, unless you're in a place that doesn't have Amazon. Uh, but here we go. This one, the winner of the two thousand. No, 200. 200. Say $200. $200 Amazon gift card is Noyak. And his review reads like this. I know Noyak. Okay. 2016's best video game podcast, The Supercast, is led by two super gentlemen, Ghost Robo and Volatile Game. Ghost Robo is as genuine as they come. He's a guy who has weird and strange habits, thinking about his bird-like eating or his obsession with Taylor Swift. <laughs> I, I have bird-like eating? You do. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> but what ultimately happens after listening to Ghost Robo is that you get to meet someone who has core values, positive, strong opinions, and who's proud of the person they are. Over the last year of watching his channel and now listening to Supercast, Ghost comes across as a friend, Gabe. Gabe is a soft-spoken, thinking man's Texan, and he breaks all the stereotypes <laughs> of what a Texan is. I started watching his streams and was blown away by the way he welcomes his viewers and actually answers questions as he plays. Now when I listen to Supercast, I love when Gabe, talk Gabe talks about his impressions of games that I watched him play live. If you enjoy gaming podcasts that are focused on games, gaming news, and most importantly, our positive gamers who want to have fun. This is the super podcast for you. Uh, yeah, uh, Noyak watches my streams. I'm familiar with him. I talk to, like, you know, I respond to his stuff all the time. Good for him. And, and I had no, I had nothing yeah, to do with no. you winning, Noyak. That was all Zach. That, hey, it was meant to be, man. I just like the fact that you commented on my bird like eating, which I don't even, yeah. didn't even know was a thing. Yeah, enjoy that, Noyak. Congrats. Yeah, so we'll get that to you. Um, I think... That now, based on the length of the show, uh, we should probably save the NX talk for next week and go to yeah. emails. And well, let's do Civil War very quickly. Okay, let's. That, our news well, for this week is going to be uh, Civil Battle. <laughs> for the All right, so 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 the so Civil War trailer came out, right? The and final I think one. it's. A, I, I don't. Where'd you get that from? They said it's the final one. Who said? I thought Marvel did. Did they? Yeah. They just said, they just called it trailer too. I don't know. Well, maybe it's not. A trailer came out today for Marvel yeah, Civil War. The big trailer with Spider-Man at the end for a whole second. People losing their mind. Yeah. Zachary. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So so let's break it down, Zach. You have issues with this. I love it. I thought it was a fantastic trailer. Um, I, I, I like the trailer too. Ant-Man on the, on the arrow, just like in, in that uh, cover. Like, oh, man. That is so cool. So, so cool. All right, the, but the, go. The teams aren't balanced at all. They... All right, you say that, but here's the thing. In the Civil War comics, there was a mole, Zachary. Iron Man had someone that he thought was on his team that wasn't on his team. Zach? No, but it, 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 they are pretty even because, look, I think Ant-Man is pretty equivalent to Iron Man. Uh, in the, in, maybe not in the, like, repulsors What about sense, his right? brain and, like, tactics standpoint? Paul Rudd could what barely, like, even use the powers in the movie. He was learning. Remember, Iron Man learned how to do it too. He he was a bumbling around okay, while right, flying. So you're, you're you're somehow equating Ant Man and Iron Man. All right. Yeah, they're pretty even. Okay. Okay. Even though one's super tiny. Yeah, he can't see him. Can't, he could get inside his suit and, and pull off cables from inside. You don't. Can hey, he fly? He can be thrown. He can hang <laughs> onto an arrow. Okay. Hawkman can shoot the arrow towards Tony. Hawkman. Uh, see, he's so lame. You don't even know his name. Hawkeye. Hawkman, male Katniss, as I like to call him. It's Hawkeye. I okay. said Hawkman. I think the trailer looks cool. I really, I was, I was actually surprised I liked the trailer. I still think that Captain America and Bucky are like two of the dumbest characters ever on film. 
You're dumb. Captain America is such an airhead. What can he do? He's a super soldier. Okay, but he, he, super he literally should have been killed long ago. He may be killed soon. Okay, good. He'll come back. I just don't understand how anyone could say they're Team Cap when you got Iron Man, you got War Machine, you got Black Panther, you got Vision, War, War, all War on the Machine same team. A, War Machine is lame. Okay? okay, War Machine is great in Marvel vs. Capcom. Let me just state is, that. So what? War Machine is lame. All right, so who? Uh, Iron Man's cool. Sure. Black Panther is cool. We, I mean, sure, we think. You, everyone thinks Spider Man's cool. Yeah. And Spider Man's cool. also on Iron Man's side. Yeah, but Spider Man is also the one with the least powers. I think I think okay. Hawkeye could just kill Spider Man. Okay. I also Captain America has no desire for any sort of safety or regulation. All he cares about is his best friend. He's insanely no, selfish. That's not true. It's because here's here's the, the point that you're failing to realize, right? Cap was just burned by the government, dude, because you know, Hydra infiltrated them, right? Okay. So he doesn't trust the government. So when the government comes along and says, Hey, we kind of want to regulate you guys, Cap's like, Well, no. We, we were working with you guys, and then it turned out that you guys are all evil. And the reason you want to regulate us is because the evil government basically dropped, like, helicarriers on these cities. And, you know, we're being blamed for it. Yeah, we were there. but And, yeah, we are kind of our fault. We shot them down and everything. But, you know, it, it, it was the government Why that— Why doesn't Iron Man just call out his entire ensemble of Iron Men and just berate and blast Captain America's headquarters and kill all of them instantly? Also, they're not trying to kill each other. That's the other thing. But you're failing to realize these I'm people not, still I, care. Feeling, I read Civil War. I know they're not trying to kill each other. Yeah, like, well, these guys just don't go around killing each other. That's not the but goal. I just... Like, because Vision could just go kill everyone. I know. But that, that's, that's not, Why would you ever join Captain America's team? He's terrible. That's not, No, I think Cap is awesome. I why, think Cap why? is awesome. He's a man out of time, right? He, he doesn't fit in. And maybe that's the reason you don't like him. He, he's like really old fashioned. He, he, he has like these lame jokes. I like his personality. And he, he, he stands up. powers. Powers. What? He doesn't like, yeah, he has super strength. It's not a power. He can throw a shield. Couldn't they have found, okay. Why didn't they incorporate some of the other characters from Civil War into this so that you could have actually had a decent battle? Like who? Like who? Like Wolverine. They can't. Like Hulk. They have other plans for Hulk. They, they, okay. they can't. I also just can't stand the Bucky storyline. Which is like... Which is like I, I would go against my, my entire country, my family, everyone for this one friend. It's not why he's doing it. He, he Like... Wait, hold on. Do you think that the Civil War thing is because of Bucky alone? No, I don't think it's because of Bucky. But I just... He, he's not like, oh, you, got, you guys all trying to hurt Bucky? In the nope, last we're all Captain fighting. America movie, he nearly killed himself and ruined everything to try and save Bucky, even though it was clearly not happening. It, it happened. What are you talking about? What do you mean clearly not happening? You I got think, him. I think that for, you know how for you, the amazing Spider-Man movies are like, you're like the bane of, of superhero movies. And like, just like, and not just, not just for me, for a lot okay, of people. To me, it's the Captain America movies that when people say that they're like their favorite series, I literally have no idea what you're talking well, about. I, I don't like the, I don't like the first Captain America at all. The okay. second one is, is fantastic winter the soldier best. is a movie about a man stuck inside of a computer controlling everyone and oh you're stupid a dopey you're stupid, guy zach, and the dopey zach, girl have to go zach. figure it out oh shut up zach the movie's about a man in a computer a scene that literally happens in about that's three the minutes crux of the movie oh, that's the villain oh, that's up. the villain stephen hawking <laughs> from russia is stuck <laughs> in a computer oh shut up zach that's not the movie's about you're a fool i you're hated fool. winter soldier so much let's take some questions if you All have any right. questions 
Spider uh, Spider Man look cool. People are being assholes for, with the costume thing. Yes, it doesn't look super traditional. The eyes you can you, uh, you can hear when he like closes them a little bit. You hear the mechanics in them. Tony made the mask. Let's, Y'all uh, need let's to have chill. a moment of silence for Andrew Garfield, who was a way better actor than this kid ever hopes to be, and a much better Spider Man. Yeah, but he was in the fucking worst uh, superhero movie ever. Unfortunately, yeah. both of those actually had some sort of plot and, and emotion that you could align oh with. Oh my god, you are bonkers. Move along. There is no... Okay, Gabe. Plot, plot and emotion? Tell me plot what you like Tell me what you like about Avengers 2. I hate Avengers 2. There you go, like good. Thank you. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for validating my claims. All right. I, Questions I like in the chat. Movie. All right. Uh, let's see. I'll take one from the email first. All right. And uh, then we will wait. Wait, let, let's tell people chat. Ask us like legitimate questions. I don't. We're not gonna answer any weird shit. We're or not gonna like, answer. How tall about... are you? These have to be like podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and, and answer. Why won't you vote for Trump? Like, <laughs> all right. So this is a good one. This comes in from Noyak. Wow. What are the odds? It's like there's a conspiracy. <laughs> hey, uh, Noyak, you giving all the love today. What do you guys hey. think about the possibility of this upgradable Xbox One? Do you think it could work? Do you think that Sony would follow suit? Is Microsoft making a mistake? Keep up the great work. And he is referencing a talk that Phil Spencer had back at the Spring Showcase um, where they talked about sort of the Xbox platform being an, an iterative platform that could turn into sort of that previous thought where people were like, hey, instead of having a full console cycle, we'll just have like the Xbox 1.1 and 1.2 and 1.3 and kind of have them always be backwards compatible but not forwards compatible, almost like iPads or iPhones today. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it'll work. Do you think it like, could happen though? I think we'll come close, just like we came close to the online only thing. Okay. Like Microsoft, Microsoft like has these ideas that could or could not be brilliant, really, and they kind of have a history of just backtracking once they get the backlash. Right. Like they need, if that if this is something they want to do, they got to do it. People are gonna complain. People are gonna be like, "Hey, what the hell? I just bought you know I just bought this one a couple of years ago, and there's not a whole lot of games on it. Now there's this new one." Are the new games on that? Are gonna be, am I going to be able to play them over here? Like, people are going to complain. We it, saw it, how it, well it worked out for Wii U for new 3DS and yeah, worked out exactly. horribly. I, I just don't know what benefit does Microsoft gain by this. Like, okay, so they make their 1.2 a little bit stronger or 1.1 a little bit stronger than the PS4. That's not going to flip sales. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I see no reason to do it. Oh, I found a good question. Okay, I, to me it seems like a, a move of desperation, which. I don't know why they would be feeling so desperate. I mean, they're not selling as well as Sony, but that's not necessarily... They're not doing as bad as Nintendo. They're, they're fine. Yeah, so I don't know why you would alter that. I, I could see a shorter cycle than last time. We don't need an eight-year console generation, but iterative, like, okay, so then either A, you split your player base, which is never a good thing, or B, you say, like, oh, Gears of War 4 looks better on the 1.1, but is someone going to go and buy the 1.1? The model that I heard sort of... The best theory on this was that if we have a new Xbox every year, every two years, it keeps the new buyers on sort of the the freshest edge. The old buyers don't have to upgrade, but then the new people feel like they're constantly, you know, getting the best system. So when the PS4 sort of gets old and long in the tooth, the Xbox 1.5 may look like a better a better purchase and a better pickup. Sure, but that at that at that point, why am I not just playing this on PC? Yeah, if all exactly. these Microsoft if that's games all you care about. Out, yeah, it, it yeah. seems sort of sort of silly. Here. All right. So Nertastic Lauren says, what is your opinion on the cancellation of the development of Fable Legends? Good. Well, it sucks that the studio closed down. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's unfortunate. But 
I don't know anyone that was excited for Fable Legends. I mean, I think the fact that Fable Legends was taking so long to come out and going through so many weird alphas and betas and showing it. I, I played it at PAX East last March, and it was no closer to release. Um, I don't think it's missed. I think some people have nostalgia surrounding Peter Molyneux and Lionhead in Fable 2, but I don't know if that studio is ever going to put out a winner again. I mean, at least... The Fable genre seemed pretty much tapped to me. Yeah, remember at some point they announced like that they were making like three more Fable games. Like yeah, very weird. <laughs> well, none of that is happening anymore. So uh, a lot of people um, talking about No Man's Sky, and uh, I guess we could give our, our thoughts on that. A lot of information came out. The game's sixty bucks. It comes out uh, the third week of June. Mm-hmm. It has aliens that you can talk to. Mm-hmm. It has discoverable languages. It has combat. Yeah. What are your thoughts after hearing, seeing, reading, and all that I, stuff? I, 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 I legitimately think people are babies. Okay. Like, oh, how is this a $60 game? Like, shut this is like a game that's damn near infinite. They're, they're telling you you cannot do everything in this game in 300 hours. You can't. Okay. And people are still complaining about it being $60. I don't know what people want anymore. Yeah, I like, no, 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 no one's played the game. That's that's my other thing. Like We've seen bits and, bits, uh, and pieces here and there, but no one really knows what the game is. Yes, it's exploration. Yes, it's it's discovering things. I get that. Mm-hmm. But how is the 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 hour to hour gameplay like? How is this going to work? Besides, you know, flying around and discovering things. But I don't know. I think prejudging something like this just based off price, which is what's happening here, it, it is weird. To yeah, me. I have no issue with the price. I still feel very unsure of what this game plays like. I mean, I understand like you go from planet to planet, you get resources. You talk to aliens, you don't understand them, so you have to find like monoliths that reveal words. But I, I'm still very confused about the sort of the the superstructure, the overarching foundation of what this game is. Like, what is the end goal? What is the the reason? Can you? It's not a roguelike, so you're no. not dying and coming. You know, oh, you have to like go find your body or or survive. It's it's. Why are you killing these aliens? Why? Yeah, I, I, it's it's still super up in the air to me. Well, it, it's like a nebulous Literally. game, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. We and that that's where I get a little concerned that people are like prejudging it, really. Uh, you know, and the price being weird. Like, it's a sixty dollars game. So what? The I think that was for, the scope was of the game gives people so much enthusiasm, and that's great. But until I see someone like play this, like for more than like a tiny demo because again the demo that the press played this week was a 30 minute one planet demo yeah so i I need to know what the progression and the structure of this game is like more than what if there just isn't any and you're you're literally just simulator yeah what if that's just it you go from place to place discovering stuff new languages like you said there's combat that you know what if that's just it like no like no no story yeah yeah i mean we don't know that's all they've shown around the universe game which could have its own merits i mean i do think it's important to realize that this game comes from hello games who made joe danger yeah not to say that you can't evolve from an indie title to something more major but just know that they don't have the team nor the budget to make this like grand theft auto scoped space well, well this opera. is huge this is like huge but but but, but i think they're they have like an algorithm to where like yeah. they yeah it's uh, not yeah. it's not handcrafted content throughout the universe like yeah no no and the quote i heard was that nine out of ten planets won't be very interesting which who said that that 
that was a quote that was given by one of the presenters of the uh, the demo. That nine out of ten. Well, one of the presenters, like he made that, like he said that nine out of ten planets will mo will not be very interesting. It it will be a rare moment when you find a planet that has like lots of lushness or lots of cool creatures. Like the goal is to make you feel very isolated, and when you come upon these moments, they want it to be a surprise. So they have to make sure that a lot of the game isn't exciting, which I think is such a strange design philosophy yeah. i mean i mean i mean we'll see like it's hard to speak on a game that yeah. we don't know a lot about but i have another question here okay from p from gopc i can't read that last part uh what do you want from uh dishonor 2 i'm aware he's talking to you uh, i'm aware that you don't love the previous game but what would it need to improve hmm. um my Cause that's because that's coming too, yeah that's know? gonna be a theoretically a cornerstone of bethesda's conference at e3 um yeah. i think I think what it needs is, to me, my issue with, with Dishonored, and I take issue with a lot of games like this, was that it required you to go out of your way to make it cool. Like, you could play the game and get through very quickly and very simply, or you could do, like, these awesome stealthy things and combine these moves. I would like to see the game have more of... Honestly, I would like to see the game go from more scenario-based to more level linear-based. That would be my ideal. Take those powers and utilize them in ways that are required throughout levels rather than like, hey, there's a mansion and you can go in and kill people and use all the powers and be stealthy, or you can literally kill everyone instantly and just run out of there. What a, what a fine line, right? You know, game developer lock, right? Mm -hmm. Because if a game is like too linear... Right. They get they get they get crap for it. like oh this is so linear like you can't do anything you're on a you know on a solo path right and then on the other side you have oh everything's too open like right. I want more linear like open world sucks like why can't we just have more linear like you know what do we want from them really like I what is it a, I think it's a hard game to do well I think a melee combat focused stealth game is is tricky yeah. I think I think game design in general is tricky. The game <laughs> I really want, if, if you want to know, is I want Dishonored, but in a shooter format. So I want a game that is very, uh, you know, power heavy. Like Dishonored is very cool in the sense that you can acquire all these powers and level up and uh, get all these level up via powers and, and get all these, you know, pieces of equipment. And you're solo. You know, it, it's not an MMO. It's not a a team game. It has a story, but I'd love like a shooter. A very good sh like how many good linear single player shooters do we have that aren't mass conflict mass military very few can't even uh, think I, of any I, um spec ops well what do you mean by shooter first person third person doesn't matter I, I would prefer first but i guess it doesn't matter that yeah, spec ops is a good one that is um, that's also like approaching like pretty long ago yeah that was a long time ago <laughs> home front the original <laughs> <laughs> I think back to a game that I really enjoyed. Uh, it was called Singularity. Yeah, Singularity was cool. And like, if you did that more in the Dishonored style, in the sense of like open environments and more progression and more powers, like I don't know. I just in my head always have this gorgeous-looking game that's almost like Killzone-style graphics with a Dishonored theme, but it's a shooter, and you're getting like you know tracer bullets and poison bullets and you know different Crisis. abilities. Except Crisis, though, is more. It's it's. I I want something that has like the stealth of like, you're like a one man. Far Cry. Yeah, but Far Cry shooting is very generic. 
Yeah, I don't know what you want. I want, I want, a, I want a linear level based. I want Dishonored, but with shooting and powers and gorgeous graphics. They asked me what I wanted. I'm just telling them. Uh, I got an email here. This is from Raymond McGee, a big fan of, of the podcast and a longtime listener. Um, he says, uh, hey, guys, hope you're having a great show. Usually when I write you guys something, it has to do with gaming. But today I want to ask something a little more personal. I'm at an age now where I really like to start considering my future. I'm not 30, but I am 16 and I'm in, in full-time education. So I've got a lot of life ahead of me, but I'd still like to start thinking about things like this. Not a lot interests me. I don't like the idea of working a monotonous job in a boring environment. So I'd like to do something I enjoy and something I'm good at. And the one thing that keeps coming back to me is working as a games journalist. Hmm. He then goes on to explain basically that games journalism is kind of dying. Absolutely. And so he says, by the time I'm old enough to get involved, written media probably won't be that popular. Uh, after watching... <laughs> it's already kind of not that popular. <laughs> after watching Gabe's video on his troubles getting popular on YouTube, I feel like getting noticed and becoming successful would be a huge obstacle in the way of all this. And that working as a games journalist would end up sucking all the enjoyment I have for playing games. So I asked you guys, two people of experience in working in some fashion in the industry, uh, basically, is giving my hopes and dreams to the game journalist idea a good idea or a risky one? Thanks so much, Raymond from Ireland. Boy, is it risky. And, and, and uh, I think you maybe misunderstood my video. It's not like, oh, I can't get popular on YouTube. That's not what it was. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's uh, For me, it was more of a channel growth thing. Uh, and that we're, no matter how hard you work, uh, ad revenue is down because of ad block and a whole bunch of other stuff that I won't get into. So that's what more what my video was about. It wasn't like, oh, I can't get popular. I don't care to be popular. It doesn't matter to me. Um, you're saying... Is it risky? Absolutely. If this is something you really, really want to like waste on waste, um, invest a lot of time in, just know that it could all be for nothing. I think if you're thinking this traditional, like I'm going to work on an office for a magazine and be the editor, yes. But I do think that there is still can, space for games criticism. Just know that it's a very uh, exclusive field that yeah. is very uh, what's the word like. Inter like it, it's very they end up trading people through jobs not acquiring new people i'm blanking on the word to use this yeah. uh i'd like to say incestuous but that's a little harsh <laughs> uh, in, in the sense that the same people end up you see the same person on ign and then kotaku and then yeah. giant bomb and then yeah. you know well, yeah because they have the experience so so it's very hard to to break into that fold there's not a lot of money in it and it seems yeah, like... Yeah, that's the, that's the other thing. There's not a lot of money in traditional game journalism. Other than becoming super popular on YouTube or on Twitch or whatever, like, there's not a lot of money in it. There really isn't, unless you get this massive, massive, massive audience. And let's be honest, like, what are the chances of that, right? And even then, what are the chances of that five, ten years from now? Right. I mean, like, I think... Honestly, as crazy as it is, I think if you're super passionate either doing it as a side project to start like a YouTube channel or a blog is a much better choice. And then if it does evolve into something that you can take sort of more mainstream, it's just, it's hard to recommend when the field is narrowing so much and it's already so narrow and it's already so limited because what are your options? You know, say your publication shuts down, really your only option is to go to another site or another podcast or another whatever. And if those continue to shrink and change, there's going to be even less space for, for newcomers. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, and even people that have been, sites that have been around for years, game trailers shut down. Right. Like joystick is no more. Like these, these are, are places that are read and were very, 
well liked for a very long time. Right. You know, thousands upon thousands of thousands of people. I thought you were going to say thousands you know, of years. No, no. Thousands of people read these things every day. Right. And now they're just not existent because, yeah. you know, the big guys, IGN and GameSpot, they, they cover that, what they cover, and they do it well to an extent. IGN isn't what it used to be, obviously. Sure. But, but you know, you have Polygon covering that very small, not small, but that niche that they've carved out for themselves, and they have. The, 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 the more... Um, pretentious uh fan i can go hang out over there with polygon um and they're great like they really are like polygon does awesome stuff arthur is a fantastic writer like they, mm-hmm. they editor or whatever he wants to call himself these days i don't know they have so, a so. great staff <laughs> they have a great staff over there doing cool stuff sure. everywhere so it's it's really hard i think yeah. question from john Go ahead. Wait, I wouldn't say if I could talk 16 year old Gabe, if I if, if 16 year old Gabe could would I be asking me this? I would say avoid it like the plague. But that doesn't Stay- mean that you have to avoid gaming or avoid your oh, own. No, I, I'm game not saying journalism. avoid gaming. I'm not, I know, but I'm saying don't make that your the thing that you are focused on. Yeah, right. Don't, don't, don't have you know, becoming an editor as IGN be your main goal in I, my mind. Yeah, and, and I think that's the sort of the smart path, but at the same time, and I've been thinking about this a lot. For, for my own life, you know, at the end of the day, if you're dead set on something from a happiness standpoint, and that would honestly make you, you know, just jumping for joy every morning, then go for it, you know? Like, but, that, but then people change because the first couple of years of my YouTube channel, that was me, ha- jumping for yeah. joy every morning. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. You know, three years later, you know, it's a headache. And, sure. and, and yeah, so. I'm just saying, like, don't let, don't let the, the limitations destroy your your drive if that's really what you want yeah if that's what you want by all means go yeah. for it dude work, work work hard get your degree uh learn to write some good articles and, and do it um that's good, it good lighter though uh jonathan asks what are both your thoughts on doom 4 do you guys think it will do well and that's really appropriate because i watched the multiplayer trailer today and i was cool. thinking that same thing i was thinking this looks really cool but is there an audience or a a market for this uh I think so. The the, the gore is going to bring the kids in. The old people are already in because they love Doom from a long time ago. And this looks really good. I I think there's definitely an audience for it. So Absolutely. you think it has a player base that, that withstands? Oh, who knows? <laughs> you know, it's an arena shooter. Those things don't really exist anymore. Right? Yeah. So I thought some of the demon stuff looked cool. Um, I think it, I think it is one of the best looking games I've ever seen. Maybe yeah. even the best looking game. There is something <laughs> just so crisp about those graphics. They're so clean. It's ridiculous that the same company that's putting out Fallout 4 is putting out Doom because... Yeah. Well, I mean, separate, you know, completely yeah, different. Yeah, I understand, but it's just like, it's not even night and day. It's like before the earth and day in yeah. terms of fidelity, but I hope I'm, it's... I'm a, a, it's it's exciting. I'm, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm The beta is March 31st. So that's only three weeks away. Let, let's do a couple more here. I have one, and then hopefully uh, you have one. Uh, okay. They're asking, have we heard of Don't Nod's uh, new game, The Vampire Award? Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Such a departure from what Life is Strange was to yeah. this, like, gothic vampire RPG. Like, it, it's so weird. What do you, do, you, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, I think it's great that they're able to do something that clearly seems like a more of a passion project than a a sales project, which is great. Life is Strange was that, and that turned out fantastic. So the fact that they're given the the budget and the the confidence to go out there and make something that they want to make that doesn't fit into a cookie-cutter genre seems cool. I don't really know what the game is still. I mean, I understand it's like this mysterious vampire dark set RPG, RPG but yeah. <laughs> without 
seeing a bunch or playing it. I'm not really sure what it's going to be. I, I'm very excited. I don't think Life is Strange was a technical achievement, but I think that the emotion and the ideas behind that game were really, really cool. And so I'm, I, I would play anything they put out, you know, yeah. whatever it was. Um, let's see. Uh, you don't have any last emails? I can go through emails. Yeah, I was looking at the, at the chat. Um, I got the chat. You do email. All right. So this one comes in from Martin. And he says, hey, guys, longtime listener. Love you guys forever. However, today I want to ask you nicely, how the F do you keep on playing Dark Souls without smacking someone or something to pieces? Started playing <laughs> my first Dark Souls game last week and needless <laughs> to say, haven't gotten very far. Can you give me some <laughs> advice on how to succeed? Because I know it's extremely rewarding uh, once you do. Um, I probably have more time with Dark Souls than you, I think. Well, Dark Souls one. I, I've played yeah. a lot of Dark Souls two. Okay, I've 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 finished it like once and a half oh, times. Nice. Okay. So so what would your advice be for for poor Martin? If you're playing Dark Souls two, which I I want to assume that's what you're playing, but that's not what you said. Could be Bloodborne. Uh, could be. Yeah. So, so I mean, and advice for all of those is I think very different. Mm -hmm. Um, if it's Bloodborne, just don't be afraid of going in and attack. Mm -hmm. Uh, for uh, Dark Souls two, learn how to backstab. That's that's very important. Patience. Um, the more frustrated you get with these games and the more you want to speed things up and like roll through them, the worse that you will do. Dark Souls 2 isn't even that hard. Like, yes, it's hard. I, yeah, but it's not as hard as people make it out to be. Like, people claim like it's unbeatable. Like, Dark Souls 2 is not unbeatable. If I could do it, anybody could do it. Yeah. <laughs> you you just got to stick with it. You'll get better. At, the more you fail, the more you learn. Really. Yeah. You, you, it's hard from a standpoint of like, oh, it, it's more demanding than Call of Duty or, you know, Minecraft. But once you get the hang of it, to me, the best part of the game is the first few hours when you're really incompetent and then you have those moments where you're like, oh my god, I beat a boss. Yeah. Like, See, because once you get like a really good weapon, right, and you've decided, okay, this is how I'm going to spec out my character, right? This is the, the, the path I'm taking. You kind of become, OP is the wrong word, but you 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 become very formidable in your own right. You, you know, you upgrade your Estus Flask a whole bunch. You have a lot of healing. Like You become comfortable too, where even if they yeah. keep upping the difficulty curve, you're like, oh, I got this. Whereas like that first moment you fight Father Gaskion or whatever his name is in Bloodborne, and you're like, this game is impossible. His, his name's Father Gaskion. Uh, yeah. And uh, see, the first time I, I, I fought him, I could, it took me like two hours to beat him. Now I could beat him on the first try. Right. Yeah, just because you, you, you learn. But but I will so. say, like, there are lots of games I listen to podcasts, and I'm like, man, that sounds so good. Oh, my God, that sounds so cool. They're talking about how rewarding it is. And then I go play it, and I hate it. And I'm like, why am I not getting this? But at the end of the day, there's so many games and so little time. Just play some. If you're if you're not liking it and it's not for you, that's totally cool. Like, there's so many, like, JRPGs and strategy games and handheld games that I hear about in podcasts. I'm like, that sounds so rewarding. It sounds so cool. They're talking about fun. It's Monster Hunter is a great example. I hate Monster Hunter and I will never play it again because I tried and I know people say it's great. I know it's got good reviews. I know there's something, you know, cool there, but if it's not for you, then that's okay. Like don't, you know, don't beat yourself up. And, and literally it sounds like if you're, if you're not liking it after a couple hours. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, la, 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 la. that's a no man's sky question. Thanks for writing in. Noah, we basically I, I got chat. That. You do emails. I don't see if I if this I haven't an read it. Gabriel, how many more you got? I have one we're, more we're, email. All right, we're starting to run long, so do one more email. We'll do one more question okay. from chat. Go. Uh, this is a great one. Okay. Um, this is from Jara. 
He says I, he's an Australian person. Okay. Hello, the best type of person. Ubercast. <laughs> the podcast of cars. That's what you are now. Oh, dude, we should we should get an Uber and just podcast while yeah. we're just in the backseat. Like uh, like that one young lady that drove us from the Whole Foods in the middle of the rain. I forgot her name. Shout out to her. <laughs> the five star lady that said she didn't think she deserved five stars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's his question. My friends refuse to play story games because they're just used to the multiplayer experience. How do I get them to play story games? I want them to play Skyrim or Borderlands or something like that. Thank you, and please also become the Ubercast. It would work, I promise. Here's my question to you. Why does it matter to you what your friends want to play? Let them play what they want to play, man. No, but I get what he's saying. Like, I feel that. I feel that on, on Twitter every day. I'm like, you guys should really go play this. And people are like, GTA, Division, Call of yeah. Duty. See, so in my, like, again, different ways of thinking. In my mind, those, hey, be happy with your misery. If that's what you enjoy, that's cool. I'm going to be over here. You eat your poop, I'm going to be over here eating my steak. And I'm telling you how good this steak tastes. And you're like, nah, a lot of bridges like this poop, man. I'm like, cool. You enjoy that. I'm going to enjoy the steak. That's uh, the way I look at things. So, may, it, maybe, it, it, you know, I guess the, I guess that it's, it's a, it's, if you ask him nicely and explain, like, I really love this and I'd really like for you to check it out and they don't want to, maybe it's, just go find a different friend and talk to games about hang out with him for something else. But like, I'm, I'm just saying like not every friend has to be everything like yeah. game. I'm your everything. You are my everything, but that's because mm -hmm. we just have beautiful, beautiful compatibility. But maybe Gabe, like maybe you liked all the games I don't like. So instead we would just talk about sports and we wouldn't really talk about games. I don't know. I think you could also, but then you like Matthew Stafford and I'm like, Hey, Brock Osweiler's the future. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could buy him the game and give it to him. That would probably be a good way to get him to play it. Yeah. Most people will take something free and, and uh, do that. But uh, I don't know. I don't think we're going to become a car cast. Neither me or Gabe really seem to have a passion or a knowledge of cars. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I can change a tire. That's about as far as I can go with the car. I have changed a tire as well. That Oh, I, I can change the oil, but I'd rather not because it's messy. Can you change Can you change your blood? Can you? Can no. you give me a transfusion? Probably. Okay. I can do it. All right. Just give me like five minutes to read on uh read a book on how to do it. And I'll be good. Can, five minute book. Can you uh can you give us a, a chat question? Okay. All right. So uh, uh Wisps Samurai is asking four times. Uh what are you guys gonna be playing more or more hype for? They're both coming up. And and I hate that these games get compared and you already know what they Battleborn or Overwatch. <laughs> oh man. Probably Battleborn. I, I'm starting to get excited for it. Although they're revealing way too much. Stop, stop, stop. Stop showing stuff. Just let the game come out. Let it speak for itself. I do take issue with that. All you had to say was, hey, you want a campaign? It's in here. You want mobile stuff? It's in here. You want all these heroes? They're in here. We have 24. Here's 15. The rest are a surprise. Go play. That's it. Yeah, I think revealing your game, all of it is not a good idea i mean if i if i was in charge of any game i would like gabe said hold back quite a bit uh, i do think that they're at least based on what we know currently and that's all we can speak on i think they are shining examples of sort of the opposite of what multiplayer games are right now on one hand you have overwatch which is a multiplayer only game for 60 dollars on console that is made by blizzard so it has a lot of great hype and faith and has skins and has a couple modes in theory and has some cool heroes and on the other hand you have Battleborn, which is made by Gearbox and 2K, which somehow have a lot of negative hype. And it's, I don't think they do. I don't think they do. I think they Evol do. Evolve does. But, you know, Take-Two, so, you know, still, they do GTA and they yeah, own but Battleborn 2K. has very low hype. Because it looks a lot like Borderlands. But Borderlands 2 sold a boatload of copies. Yeah. But then 
the Handsome Jack stuff, the collection came out, right? That wasn't so cool. The pre-sequel and people really weren't hot on. People grew tired of Borderlands, right? That's what happened. Yeah. That... So then so then they said, okay, no more Borderlands. Here's Overwatch. But they, it kind of looks like Battle Borderlands. Born, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. yeah, my bad. But but my thing is, like, Battleborn is the quintessential consumer gamer-friendly game. They are packing in a campaign, a whole bunch of progression and leveling up on both the in-game, like, sphere and the out-of-game meta sphere and then even a more meta sphere account sphere they are giving you all the content for free dlc for free they have tons of uh different characters they have single player levels with bosses they have uh multiplayer that spans across a couple modes that are very very different uh and it's sort of like very weird in an era when like people are like, oh, Battlefront doesn't have enough content. Uh, you know, this doesn't have content. Oh, this doesn't have enough content. Blah, blah, blah. And yet they are doing basically everything right by the consumer by packing yeah. this thing chock full of content. Uh, and apparently the mode I haven't played, Incursion, which is their big MOBA-centric mode, is the best mode. And so I'm really excited uh, to see what that's like. Yeah, I think you know. I think for me, the main problem is it looks a lot like Borderlands. But why does that matter? That's like saying NBA Two K Seventeen looks well, a lot like GTA Five. Well, because they don't. But all, uh, and also those are completely different games. Like this, if you're playing like uh, uh, Oscar Mike, if you're playing Oscar Mike in uh, Battleborn, you might as well be playing a Borderlands. But level. why don't people say Overwatch is a lot like Team Fortress? Well, because it looks wholly different. Right, and it plays wholly different, and there the there's not abilities the way there is. Like that's totally different. Okay. Right. In okay. Borderlands, there's still a bit like there's a lot of similarities, right? But and you're I, saying and, graphically, like so quantum. I'm not Break saying graphically. I'm, and I'm saying visually. And uh, quantum break and division, infamous don't look the same, but they look similar. Yeah, but not like this. Like I think so. I they're both cell shaded. Well, no, well, that's part of it, right? I could show you a screenshot for Borderlands 2, like on PC, and a screenshot of Battleborn. Okay. That's and fair. You, the average person wouldn't be able to tell, like, pick the difference, like, because it looks damn near identical, right? And even the UI, the, the colors yeah. of the UI, like, okay. it's, yeah. all the, it's all the same. They are and using you, quite a bit of, it, if not assets, design philosophy for, for the UI, not for the game, but for the, the UI and stuff. Yeah. Scott on uh, chat I'm says, I'm not even acknowledging it. Hashtag you were warned. I love it. I, I, and I don't hate I don't hate Battleborn. I don't. It's just I'm worried that it looks a lot like like uh Borderlands and the names. Damn it. Battleborn border bleh. too many. Too many Bs. Overwatch has an O, so okay, that's well the it. division <laughs> is an insanely boring name. Destiny is an insanely boring name. Yeah, but at least they don't it's not like they have Destiny and over here they have Deshpami and it's yeah. the same thing. But Borderlands and Battleborn do not sound alike at all. <laughs> they don't sound alike, right? But I don't know. There's way too so in my mind. You see what's happening. I'm the average dude. Like I'm not sitting here. I'm not a huge Borderlands fan. I'm also not a huge Battleborn fan. And I confuse them. Yeah, right. I mean, because... I mean, the, the writing on the wall is that Overwatch is going to sell boatloads of copies, and Battleborn will sell none. I just wait, think wait, it's very here, here's odd the thing. in an era when people complain about content, and yet we're getting a game that's actually trying to be really, really good about that. Yeah. And Paragon, like. That is in its here, uh, here. Let, let, let me say some category, and I this don't like that game at I've all. Seen, I've seen at least three people say, "Wait, Overwatch isn't it free to play?" No, it's not. It's sixty dollars on yeah. consoles and uh, forty on PC. 50? Which is Something super up. weird that it's forty on PC and sixty on console, but okay. Yeah, 
No, it's not a free gla- uh, game. I, if it was a free game, then like, sure, Overwatch is a fantastic deal, but it's not. Yeah, it's like for for, for sure. Battleborn has more content, and I'm not here to argue that. No, it's just I, you know, I want to play. I've, I've played it three times, and mm-hmm. I've had fun every single time. So, I mean, we'll see. They're we coming. shall see. Uh, the uh, Battleborn comes out May fifth, I believe, or May first week of May, and Overwatch is the third. So, yeah, uh, be interesting. Play to see. both. Yeah, you could you could do that, or you could play none. You could play Plants for Zombies Heroes. Yep. Uh, right. This week's show is now wrapping up. It was sponsored by uh, my very sweaty chair. I used to have a mesh chair, and then I upgraded to a DX Racer. The problem yeah. is there's nowhere for my sweat to go. It just sits Ew. on my body. Ew. See, I, I like my chair because it's mostly leather, but on the area down here where my legs go, there's mesh there. Yeah, meshes, and, and, mesh chairs are nice. Yeah. You know. All right, what's on the horizon for next week? What is coming next week? Next week, we will talk about Here. Pocket Tournament. We will. I've been playing that. We will talk about... Probably, I'll talk about Hitman briefly. Yeah. Um, I've got some Steam games that I've downloaded and really want to check out. One is called Labyrinth. I might try Need for Speed on PC. Okay. Maybe. Uh, and Paragon, something's happening on Early Access on March 18th. So that's coming soon, too. Maybe you'll tell us about the definitive edition of Ori. I will tell you about the definitive edition of Ori. Is there anything major releasing next week? I don't. No. I think we uh, sort of hit our March. Yeah. Division and Hitman were the big ones this month. Well, if there's not a lot of games next week, then maybe we'll do do our NX blowout cast. Yeah. And and people, a lot of people asked during this, like, hey, why don't you guys play like a game live and talk? Like, we could maybe do that. Okay. So they want us to like play. Like, like, maybe play. Can it be something that's like, like very. We need to play No Man's Sky, I think. Or, no, or we can sit here and play like The Division together or Pocket or Street Fighter. Just sit here and talk and, and play at the same okay, time. Okay, we can so try that. that. Uh, yeah. Let us know in the comments if you liked it live. We'd be happy to bring episode five next Thursday uh, back live, and then it will uh, go on uh, Here, YouTube. Here, let's do this live. Give me the code so, so I can give it to Kozla. Okay. Right. Uh, and then we will upload this audio somehow to iTunes. Oh, we didn't record our audio. But we'll just download it after it processes. <gasps> we didn't record our audio. Okay, we'll just download the audio after it processes. It's not going to sound good. It'll sound fine for this week. All right. What am I okay. giving you? The code for uh, Ori Definitive for console. He won it. I think two people want it, right? Just give me uh, I'm gonna give you two one, codes. and the other one guessed it. And then I have two links. One for Brandon because he guessed uh, right. Ivory Coast, and you know we didn't decide what we are going to give so him. So we should give it to him? Well, yeah, I still got to give it to Causal. So give me the one for Causal because he's on Twitter asking for it. Like, not not asking for it, but, you know, I said I would give it to him, so I'm going to. Okay, well, so there's... Causal, give me your... Causal, give me your Twitter one more time, please. All right, anyhow, next week we'll probably talk mostly NX uh, as well as some of these other games that are releasing. So if you've got any emails that you want to send uh, regarding NX or any questions in general about gaming or your life or some weird story that happened to you or that one time you pooped inside of a truck... Uh, hello supercast at gmail.com is where you can send those we'll probably do this again next week live again i'm thinking uh and uh if you enjoyed that let us know if you're like no please don't do that let us know as well thank you for all the reviews you can keep those coming you can find this on itunes soundcloud youtube causal tweet at me at volatile game for the code because i've lost your twitter handle okay so so i think that wraps it up for episode four Uh, again doing it live is a little bit different and a little bit more uh, confusing. I, I think so. next time we should be playing something. Okay, we can do that. Um, but it is a good 
a good first run at this live stuff. And thank you guys so much for watching and girls and cats and creatures. Uh, until next week when we talk all about NX and probably do this live again, have a – what kind of week should they have? A super week. A, oh, this – thanks, Gabe. Have, have a super week, and we will see you all later. And... And that when you're ready. <laughs>